guys. Damn! You're listening to C. I. T. R. 101.9 Vancouver. God damn it, baby. No, I ain't lying to you. I'm only going to tell you one time. A groin grabbingly great station.
Good evening. Hyvää Ramadan Mubarak, which I should have mentioned last week as we're now entering week two of the holy month of fasting. And a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Hopefully safe at home, but I know that circumstances may prevent that from being the case. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's Super Soul Community Radio Station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from unseated Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus, and our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland. From Squamish to Bellingham, west past Point Grain, then dipping south across the Salish Sea, then our signal heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up to the sky and deep into space for as long as this station and this planet continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down well into the underground, from where we come from, and from where all good things bubble up. Telesoptic subscribers can tune in to CITR on channel 7023. At least that's the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, find us on the web, www.citr.ca. The Exploding Him Movies show page contains track listings and downloads for this episode, along with past ones. There's a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. You can also find that podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, GeoSaven, and Stitcher. For those times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless, or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. My name is Gak, and I'll be the spirit in the sky for the next two hours. But I'll visit you, so don't come up to see me yet. You should have received your complimentary, a newly regulatory flint stick in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, I know you have your own unique way of generating sparks, perhaps at a factory nearby. Please note that this is a pre-recorded show made in home office exploding headquarters, so do not call in as CITR remains closed due to the coronavirus pandemic. But you can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Just don't be spammy like things have been over this weekend. Keep it short, sweet, and to the point. Make sure it's related to the show in some way. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. On Twitter, at 100 Air, and on Instagram, I am Myopic Man. It's part five of our annual Oscar profile here this week. As we do every year, in the lead-up to the Academy Awards, we listen to the nominated songs and scores over the weeks. And this Sunday, April 25th, the 93rd Academy Awards will be handed out. And over the past four weeks, we have heard selections from the nominated scores from the films Minari, The Five Bloods, News of the World, and Mank, along with nominated songs from Judas and the Black Messiah, One Night in Miami, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, and Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. So this week, it's our fifth and final episode tied to the nominees, as we hear from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross again, and they're joined by John Batiste and their nominated score to the Pixar film Soul, which we profiled back in January already. So dig up some cues from both the jazzy and electronic parts of the score that I did not share previously. We'll also listen to the nominated song from The Life Ahead, La Vita Devante Asse, plus a shortlisted song from the documentary Mr. Soul. Otherwise, Reznor, Ross, and Batiste, along with the songwriters behind EOC, have already won Golden Globes for this, so... This could be a preview of what happens on Sunday. So hopefully you enjoyed our splendid April weather and relative safety. 
COVID-19 numbers remain quite high in the province as we sort of hit another plateau. The hospitalizations are at record highs, including those in ICU. And I know some folks who work in hospitals right now, and they are at their limits. So I suspect our current restrictions will persist longer as vaccinations start to hit their expected pace to get all adults their first shot before Canada Day, though it still feels like it'll be touch and go based on supply. Worldwide, there have now been over 3 million deaths as the third wave remains on everyone's mind, particularly in Ontario, which has finally had to lock things down properly since their case count is at record highs as they close their borders and finally shut down their various shops and factories. Based on modeling numbers, BC should be wary because we may be on that pace. We start off with Sharon Musgrave and offer Jewelweed Part 1 EP, which came out this year. We heard the radio edit of Giving You Everything. Musgrave is a veteran singer-songwriter with English and Canadian roots, and after various electronic soul recordings in the UK during the 90s, with acts like Bassomatic and Julian Joseph, she settled down in southern Ontario. Jewelweed is a continuation of her soul sounds as of late, and we anticipate more EPs in this vein soon. And in the background, this is the legendary band War. This is the instrumental disco mix of the re-release of their 1972 single, The World is a Ghetto, and this came out in 1980. War is a legendary funk soul band from Long Beach, California, with their fusion of Latin psychedelia and other genres. They're known for hits like Spill the Wine, Why Can't We Be Friends, and the stone-cold classic Lowrider. The bassist we mostly associate with war was Morris B.B. Dickerson, and he actually sings on the original version of The World is a Ghetto. War was originally known as The Creators, and the mixtures of songs taken from the L.A. ghettos that they grew up around led to a distinctive crossover sound that pulled in folks later like sax player Jay Contrelli from the band Love, and singer Eric Burden from The Animals. After Burden left in 1970, War hit their groove as their street boogie sound hit the mainstream. Dickerson left the band in 1979 as War briefly went into their music band days. Dickerson ended up running a head shop in San Bernardino for years. B.B. Dickerson died in a retirement community on April 3rd this year, following a series of strokes, and he was 71 years old. And Lowrider was definitely on my radar to play for you, since Dickerson's bass line is a thing of beauty. But there were also songs like The World is a Ghetto with his vocals on it. But I opted for one of their soundtrack songs. And I could have gone with something off of Ghetto Man or Young Blood, but I opted for this song from the 1976 film River Niger, which was directed by Krishna Shah, based on Joseph A. Walker's play starring James Earl Jones, Louis Gossett Jr., and Cicely Tyson a poet living in the L.A. neighborhood of Watts, dealing with his family and gang violence. Appearing on their 1977 album Platinum Jazz, here's War with the main theme to the River Niger. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies. I did see one low rider on Saturday, and I really want to dig up my dad's old 76 Impala, although it's definitely been on the scrap heap for decades.
Canadian Brass, that's stalwart and orchestral pop for decades. From their 1987 album Basin Street, we heard strumming with George, referring to the man on the banjo and singing there, George Siegel. We primarily know Siegel as being a comedic actor, but before he got into his big roles, I will note that he came up through the ranks of TV, film, and stage, but he was an accomplished banjo player and released three albums over the decades. And he leveraged that skill to appear on talk shows in a comedic vein for songs like The Yama Yama Man, invoking ragtime eras, and somehow that allowed his star to shine even more for film and TV. Behind me, this is Quincy Jones, along with the Don Elliott voices, and this is the theme to the 1972 film The Hot Rock, known in England with the oddly titled but appropriate for the plot, How to Steal a Diamond in Four Uneasy Lessons. The Hot Rock was directed by Peter Yates. It's based on Donald E. Westlake's novel, and it starred Robert Redford, Ron Leibman, Zero Mostel, and Siegel. And I should definitely do another episode tied to Quincy Jones while he's still kicking. We did one back in Exploding Him Movies episode 180 from August 2013. Anyways, George Siegel recently passed away. Famous recently for his character acting in sitcoms like The Goldbergs and Just Shoot Me, but he's had a long, fascinating career. We have two interesting soundtrack excerpts here tied to his films because these are all going to be based with dialogue, not necessarily music. And for our first cue here, I've played a bit off this record before when Elizabeth Taylor died back in 2011. If you want to dig that episode up, Exploding Head Movies episode 6-0 from March that year. That's the 1966 film Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Directed by Mike Nichols based on Edward Albee's famous play, about one night at a history professor's house as alcohol consumption exposes two couples' fractured relationships. Starring Richard Burt and Elizabeth Taylor in the midst of their heated marriage and introducing George Siegel to film as a junior biology professor and then Sandy Dennis as his wife. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf was nominated for 13 Oscars back in 1967, which at the time meant it was the second film ever to be eligible in every category. The first, if you're curious, is 1931's Cimarron. Wolf won five Oscars, and I'm overdue on a rewatch of that film. I should also dig up Alex North's score at some time, but spoken excerpts for the film have their own mystique. So from the dialogue-heavy soundtrack release of Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, 
We'll hear an excerpt whereby Burton and Siegel's characters have a separate discussion about academia positioning. We'll then change gears with a latter film featuring Siegel and a fellow future collaborator we know as Barbara. It's you sneaky types worry me the most, you know. You ineffectual sons of bitches, you're the worst. <laughs> well, I'm glad you don't believe me. After all, you got history on your side. Uh-uh. You got history on your side. I got biology on my History? Biology. I know the difference. You don't act it. No. I thought we decided you'd take over the history department first before you take over the whole works, you know. One step at a time. No. What I thought I'd do is I, I'd sort of insinuate myself generally, you know. Find all the weak spots. Mm hmm Like me. Become sort of a fact and then uh, <clears throat> turn into a... A what? Uh, uh, an inevitability? Exactly. An inevitability. Let's take over a few courses from the older men. Plow uh, a few pertinent wives. Now that's it. I mean, you can shove aside all the older men you can find, but until you start plowing pertinent wives, you're really not working. That's the way to power. Plow them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way to a man's heart. The wide, inviting avenue to his job is through his wife, and don't you forget it. And I'll bet you your wife's got the widest, most inviting avenue on the whole damn campus. <laughs> I mean, her father being president and all. <laughs> you bet your historical inevitability. <laughs> yes, sir. I just better get her off into the bushes right away. <laughs> Why, you'd certainly better. <laughs> You know, I almost think you're serious. No, oh, baby, you almost think you're serious, and it scares the hell out of you. Me? Yes, you. You're kidding. I wish I were. I'll give you some good advice if you want me to. Good advice from you? Oh, boy. You haven't learned yet. Take it wherever you can get it. Listen to me. Come off it. I'm giving you good advice now. Good God. It's quicksand here, and you'll be dragged down before you know it. Suck down. Oh. You disgust me on principle, and you're a smug son of a bitch personally, but I'm trying to give you a survival kit. Do you hear me? I hear you. You're coming loud. All right. You want to play by ear, right? Everything's going to work out anyway because the timetable's history, right? Right, right. You just tend to your knitting, Grandma. I'll be okay. I've tried to... tried to reach you to... Communicate? Yes, exactly. Oh, that's touching. That's downright moving, that's what that is. Up yours. What? You heard me. Lon Chaney, you know? And the man-made monster? Where they, they keep experimenting on Lon Chaney by giving him these bigger and bigger hunks of electricity until he damn near glows? So one day, after he knocks somebody off, they put him in the electric chair where they, where they give him about 50,000 volts of electricity. Well, this makes him absolutely mad as hell. So he busts loose. And, you know, when they try to grab him, they realize, my God, all he has to do is slip my goose and they would fry to a crisp. Jesus, can you imagine what something like that must be like? What is it? Why are you doing this to me? Adam, I've been up since 8 o'clock this morning, yesterday morning. My body is yearning for sleep desperately. I have things I have to do today. I would like to be awake when I am doing them. I am not blessed with an excess of adrenaline. I am cursed by the need, once every day or so, to close my eyes and 
night or actually sleep. Oh, oh to actually sleep. Oh, oh, you've got me so punchy, I'm even splitting infinities. My mind is cracking. Soon I won't be responsible for my actions. I'm warning you. Now you're a real tiger when you're around. Please, please, Doris. I'm asking you, in the name of everything we hold sacred, go to sleep. I'm very sorry. I would like to go to sleep, but I can't fall asleep without the TV on. It kind of soothes me. <laughs> hey, maybe you could borrow a TV set from next door. Two soundtrack excerpts featuring George Siegel there. We started off with a bit from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Then we heard George Siegel along with Barbara Streisand with an excerpt from the 1970 film The Owl and the Pussycat. And that cue is an excerpt from The Warm-Up, found on the album featuring its oddly edited comedy highlights and music from the soundtrack to The Owl and the Pussycat. The music from the film is done by the act in the background, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and this is The Confrontation. Highlighting the act's early jazz rock sound before the funk settled in fully. They became the big stars that they did when disco kicked in. Now on the Pussycat was directed by Herbert Ross, written by the comedic legend Buck Henry, who recently passed away. Starring Siegel as an aspiring novelist, who rats out a fellow tenant in his building as being a prostitute. And that's Streisand, who's then evicted, so she angrily storms into his apartment to confront him, as their different personalities leads to something like love. Siegel rode various waves of popularity over the decades, becoming a star in the 70s before hitting a fallow period in the 80s, and then he'd be turned into a character actor, and we mostly know him from TV ever since. Siegel died from complications due to bypass surgery in Santa Rosa on March 23rd this year, and he was 87 years old, and he received plenty of tributes, including one from Streisand, who later worked with Siegel on her own 1996 film The Mirror Has Two Faces. Also recently leaving us was actress Jessica Walter. She worked long and hard in film and TV, starting back in 1960 on Broadway, after various playhouse gigs in Pennsylvania. She moved to television shortly thereafter with a role in the CBS soap opera Love of Life for three years, but she appeared on multiple shows throughout the years, ranging from Route 66, The Alfred Hitchcock Hour, Columbo, Mannix, and Flipper. She won an Emmy for her role in the 1975 Ironside spinoff Amy Prentice, but we mostly know Walter as providing the voice of Mallory Archer in the animated spy spoof Archer, but also her portrayal of Lucille Bluth, the matriarch of the dysfunctional Bluth family in the TV sitcom Arrested Development. A soundtrack for that show came out back in 2013 after its initial short run from 2003 to 2006, and then Netflix brought it back for a fourth and then subsequently a fifth season. David Schwartz provided the music, and he's a composer who's worked on shows like Northern Exposure, the Good Place, Deadwood, and then one of the Beverly Hills 90210 series. So yes, when Netflix worked on the experimental fourth comeback season of Arrested Development, Schwartz's music from the series was released through Varessa Saraband, and the album's known as At Long Last, music and songs from Arrested Development. So we're going to hear two songs here that we can associate with Jessica Walter's Lucille, and we begin with Mother Boy.
David Schwartz with two songs from the 2013 album, At Long Last, Music and Songs from Arrested Development. We began with Mother Boy, and then we heard She Winked, apt for a lot of the meme gifts that Jessica Walters' character appeared in. Walter enjoyed playing Lucille Bluth in Arrested Development, though her interactions with fellow actor Jeffrey Tambor devolved into verbal abuse from him that crushed her with minimal cast support, particularly for the men. Tambor did apologize for his behavior, but based on what he did on other shows like Transparent, from which he was let go, kind of shows you that toxic men still need to be held account for their controlling behavior and their emotional lack of control towards women, as evidenced by reckonings for folks like Joss Whedon and Scott Rudin. Unbelievable that at this point women are associated being as emotionally unstable, but it's always shown all the time that men totally cannot control how they feel. Doug. Anyways, back to Jessica Walter. She appeared in films like Grand Prix, Bye Bye Braverman, along with the late George Siegel, Golden Girl, Tapeheads, Ghost in the Machine, The Slums of Beverly Hills, and then her final role in 2020's The Mimic. She was noted as having a career whereby she kept working consistently and then aging into brilliance, to the point that for her role in the cartoon Archer, the creators wanted a Jessica Walter type, and then went out and asked her to do the voice, which she had done for 11 seasons. And I was hoping to dig up some music from Archer, but the only actual album I found was one wild country-based one tied to a mid-series episode which focuses on another character, but I do want to bank that for another episode. Jessica Walter died in her sleep at her home in Manhattan on March 24th this year, 
from unspecified causes, and she was 80 years old. No word yet as to what will happen for a proposed 12th and final season of Archer. According to the deadline, all the voice recordings for this season were completed, so it sounds like we'll be able to hear her Spymaster Mallory one more time, and we'll save one more track associated with one of her film roles towards the end of this episode. And behind me, this is Blue Peter. And this is an instrumental version of their 1982 single, Up To You. They're a Toronto New Wave act featuring the Vancouver-born singer Paul Humphrey. And they were pioneers in Canada, which during the late 70s was not into really dramatic art rock and then New Wave. Their debut EP was 1979's Test Patterns for Living. And they gained traction with touring British bands. Since the New Wave sound that they had fit in with what they were playing. So they opened for acts like Bob Geldof, The Police... The Jam, and then Simple Minds, and those acts toured Toronto and Montreal. On the cusp of a big breakout, Humphrey left the band to pursue his main passion, which was acting. And that was readily apparent during live performances, since he was new romantic before there was even a word for that style. Humphrey died on April 4th this year after a long battle with multiple system atrophy, which is a degenerative neurological disorder. Paul Humphrey was 61 years old. It was hard to pick one song from them, but I opted for the title track to the 1980 debut album Radio Silence, since it harkens back to a pre-synth sound, but still feels like it's from another era altogether. Here's Blue Peter here on Exploding Head Movies.
Got it. G-O-D-E-T-T. Joined by Sarah Burden on vocals there. And this was this year's Right Places single. Godet is the alias of Montreal producer Charles Robert Godet, better known for his work with the actor-singer Gepé Dalpe. And with the anglicized spelling of Godet, he's gearing up for a French album debut in 2022, so perhaps more singles will appear prior to that album coming out. As for Bourdon, She's a singer-songwriter from Saint Hyacinth, with three albums to her name, her most recent being 2017's Valet d'Argent. In the background here, this is Hymns 57, from the new album Torschluss Panic, which came out through the Elan Vital recordings label last month. I speak over Time Slips. Hymns 57 is a Belgian-based soundscape artist with connections to Guelph, Ontario, from what I can tell. And Hymns 57 primarily works with tape loops and guitars. If you're curious what Torschlusspanik means, it's a combination of three German words. Gate, shut, panic. Referring to a fear that time is running out, usually in regards to life or opportunities, because as in the past, cities would close their gates at night, meaning those arriving late would be shut out. Hymns 57 also has another album self-released last month called Swallow Split Ends Between. For regular CITR listeners, do tune in this Thursday, April 22nd, for the fifth annual all-day broadcasting of The Wetland Project. For 24 hours, running midnight to midnight, there'll be a live broadcast of nature from the Tech Texan Marsh in unceded Wasanek territory in Saturna Island. 
so expect to hear bugs and birds, amongst other sounds that we associate with one of the Gulf Islands here in BC. And both a way to make note of Earth Day, which happens this week, and also as a way of decompressing during this pandemic, especially if you've been homebound or stuck in a very urban environment over the past year, particularly over the past five months of our soft lockdown. For more details, and if you actually want a preview to listen how it sounds, please visit www.wetlandproject.com, and they already have their live stream up. Listen to some music here from Clara Hill. She's a German-based musician who's known for working with acts like Jazzanova and King Brit. Her most recent album is 2020's Shine, but her 2016 album Pendulous Moon was recently reissued as a deluxe edition, and it's a great way to dive into her down-tempo loungy sound. From Pendulous Moon, this will be Clara Hill with Lonely Glow.
Eugene Claire Lee, with a single from last year called Underwater Arcade. Lee is a Korean-Canadian pianist, keyboardist, sound designer, and composer based in Toronto. And from her time growing up in Seoul to studying music in Hubbard College, she's a fun-sounding experimentalist with dollops of jazz and R&B. And she released Underwater Arcade as an invitation to her virtual birthday party, starring dolphins and submarines. Eugene Claire Lee has collaborated with acts like CITR alumnus Sam Tudor, so go check out his video Waiting to see her in action, or then look up her debut album from 2020 called Voluntary Response. Behind me, this is All Is Well at Martin Iveson with the Prince Thomas disco mix of this year's Cosmos. Iveson occasionally records as At Jazz, which is how the song we heard beforehand, Clara Hill's Lonely Glow, got its parent album Pendulous Moon, a deluxe edition this year. All's well, sometimes known as Fred Everything, and this all comes about by the Norwegian producer Prince Thomas, who's been putting out some fun singles over the past year that I'm dying to share with y'all. Now let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are available for purchase, download, or then streaming this week. Though do note, as always, that this is subject to change, because the release schedule with the pandemic means a lot of film releases are in flux, so some of these may be already out or then due later. As new releases go... The soundtrack to the Oscar-nominated Nomadland is coming out. The score is done by Ludovico Einaudi, and it features songs from various artists, and it's coming out through Decca Classics. Arlo the Alligator Boy is scored by Alexander Garingas, and the soundtrack through Capitol Records also features some other songs by various artists. Jermaine Stiegel's original score to the sequel Coming to America is coming out through Def Jam, and then Santorio Sonora's music from Governance is coming out through Machiavelli Records. Honeydew is scored by John Merriman. It's coming out through Movie Score Media. Clint Mansell's back. He provides the music to In the Earth. That's coming out through Lakeshore Records. Nainita Desai provides the music to The Reason I Jump. That's coming out through Mercury Classics. And Raphael Thibault provides the score to the miniseries Secrets of Wales. And that's coming out through Hollywood Records. Nicholas Alvarez's score from Sky Sharks is out this week. As is Jose Sanchez Sanz's music from Traidores. And that's coming out through Plaza Mayor. Trigger Point is scored by Andrew Lockington and Michael White. That's coming out through Movie Score Media. And then Trevor Grekix's music from Voyagers is coming out through Lakeshore. On the re-release front, George Fenton's music from Dangerous Liaison is coming out through Virgin Records America. Entropic, it's soundtracked by Kim Oxland and Maya Saxel. That's coming out this week. Michael Dana's original score to Girl Interrupted is coming back through Sony Classical. The latest re-release through Toho Music tied to Godzilla's coming out this week. Nakira Ifukube's music from Godzilla vs. Gigan is out this week. Georges Delarue's music from Le Honorable Stanislaw, Agent Secret, is coming out at EP through Disc Cinemusique. There's an extended version of Riz Ortolani's music from Il Mondo de Notte numero 3, coming out through Decca Classics. And Decca is also putting out an extended version of Piero Umiliani's music from Mondo Mata al Neon. There's a limited edition of a thousand CDs of Miklos Roja's score from The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. That's coming out through Quartet Records. Otherwise, for you Star Trek fans, Jeff Rozo's music from Season 3 of Discovery is coming out through Lakeshore Records. Those are your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. We're going to stay in Norway with this next act, Lost Girls, a fascinating collaboration between Jenny Hval and Hovard Volden. 
Pavel is known for her haunting feminine forward electronic music, and she has been collaborating with the multi-instrumentalist Bolden for 10 years. Previously, they released an album together as Nude on Sand, but for their debut album as Lost Girls, and it's called Meneske Collectivet, which is Norse for Human Collective. It features a more improvised, first-draft-type sound with a dance influence and with a sensual thing as well. From Meneske Collectivet, you're all Lost Girls with losing something. Go. Cool. 
currently no vaccine to prevent coronavirus disease 2019 or COVID-19. You can protect yourself and help prevent spreading the virus to others if you Wash your hands regularly for 20 seconds with soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub. Cover your nose and mouth with a disposable tissue or flexed elbow when you cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact, 1 meter or 3 feet, with people who are unwell. Stay home and self-isolate from others in the household if you feel unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth if your hands are not clean. Monitor yourself for common symptoms of COVID-19, like a fever, cough, or shortness of breath. Call a health professional if you're experiencing these symptoms. You've been gone away so much more to say I've been going to avocados. leaving to o'clock, my blood showing through. Kieran Smythe and Minja Chen with Avocado Sock. Off last year's album, Everything is Gonna Be Okay. Chen is a vocalist, pianist, guzheng player, visual artist, composer, improviser, and orchestral arranger, either for her own music or then via commission through the Roomful of Teeth Collective. And Smythe is known for his work in the Toronto act Pomes, with its fusion of maritime folk and industrial math rock. So it's kind of funny to hear him combined with Chen for a bit of super twee bit but lovely stuff. In the background, this is Ariel Marks from the 2020 album Luthier. This is Interference. When not working on her own music, as heard here, Marks scores plenty of independent film and TV, including the recent film Shiva Baby and the new film Rebel Hearts. Now, finally, we get to hear some new Julian Baker. Her 2021 album Little Oblivions came out through Matador, and in marked contrast to her usual more minimal downcast sound, she's beefed up her alt-rock with a bit more power, but she keeps up her usual autobiographically blunt lyrics. So along with some rock, elements of electronics, country, and shoegaze creep through. And from Little Oblivions, here's Julian Baker with Hardline. Stay. 
to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. 
You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7 on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
sort of new music from Cowboy Junkies from last year's Ghosts album, which feels alluded to based on the spectral fado and what we just heard from their song, You Don't Get To, Do It Again. Cowboy Junkies have had a long history with the slow country rock sound, dating back to the mid-80s and then their seminal album Trinity Session, along with its cover of the Velvet Ground's Sweet Jane, used expertly in the 1994 film Natural Born Killers. The foundation of Cowboy Junkies is the Timmons family, and they recently have been mourning their mother Barbara, who died after the release of their prior album 2018's All That Reckoning. So they came up with ghosts as they processed their grief. And originally that album came out digitally just as the pandemic took hold, but a vinyl double album finally came out earlier this year. And I'd definitely love to see them live once they can tour again. And behind me this is Andrea Viscardi, from the forthcoming EP Fono, due next week through the Japanese label Fono Clavier, this is Diaries. Viscardi is a classically trained pianist and composer who studied in Salzburg, London, and Milan, but over time, more ambient and pop elements have crept into his work, and he also scored the documentary Cue the Muse, which garnered him an Emmy nomination and a Canadian Leo Award back in 2014. The Fauno EP tied to the idea of a journey into undiscovered lands where everyone can find their true self and leave everyday concerns aside. Sofia Cortesis is a Peruvian artist who's based in Berlin, and her latest EP, Frangia Magdalena, came out last month through the vaunted Ninja Tune label. That EP is a wild mix of joy and meditation, featuring plenty of samples, including her own vocals. This will be Sofia Cortesis with Nicholas. El abogado de los agraviados es el autor Nicolás Manuel Cortésis Mendoza, con colegio de abogado del Callao 1447.
Bell Orchestra. Off this year's comeback album, House Music, we heard Color Fields. In the background, this is Gestalt, G-H-S-T-A-L-T. This song is Hum Tune, and you can find it off the London, Ontario labels A Person Disguised as People's most recent compilation as part of the Forest City series, and it's volume four. The 93rd Academy Awards have had to adapt in light of COVID-19, since awareness of the leading films is limited, because not many of the big blockbusters that we associate with a lot of Hollywood, either in the summer box office season, or then some of the award bait films that we see at the end of the calendar year, came out at all, since most studios want to recoup the spending on their big budget films. The award ceremony this year is facing a harsh truth soon, as ratings have been dipping down for years already. And since streaming is how most people are aware of films, a lot of big releases being missing means it's a whole bunch of smaller films. So the producers have been scrambling to fix that, particularly for this year, but it's been part of a downward trend. For a time, the Oscar folks were hoping to get essential worker status so a lot of people flying into the U.S. could get in without having a vaccine or any other issues. But many Europeans and other non-Americans have faced doubts of being there in person, so 20 remote hubs are in place. And this should allow less pajama or hoodie wearing. Director Steven Soderbergh is helping out with the awards as his past experience as a nominee are being used as feedback to improve the intimacy of the ceremonies. So expect a little bit more backstory on the nominees, along with a little bit more allowance for speech time to possibly help things. So we'll see how this all pans out, but just as long as the ceremonies are kept short, that's usually where things need to be fixed. When it comes to the music for the Oscars, for the performances this year, the complete songs will be performed in a special preceding the awards called Oscars Into the Spotlight. And this is in contrast to the past when the songs were abbreviated to be fit into time constraints, and this was happening during the ceremonies, so five-minute songs were turned into two-minute songs and medleys would be made. And for the most part, the songs will be performed at the Dolby Family Terrace of the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. But for the nominated song from Eurovision Song Contest, it will be performed by Molly Sandin in the town of Husavik, Iceland itself. Oscars Into the Spotlight is a 90-minute special kicking off at 3.30 p.m. Pacific this Sunday. And the Oscars will be handed out starting at 5 p.m. So over the past four weeks, we've heard the other nominated songs, and now we'll hear the fifth and final nominated song. It's from the film The Life Ahead, which came out in 2020. Known in its original Italian as La Vita Davante a Se, and it's an adaptation of the 1975 novel The Life Before Us by Romain Gary. It's directed by Eduardo Ponti, starring Sofia Loren as a Holocaust survivor, a former prostitute who takes care of other working women in the town of Bari, whilst mentoring a 12-year-old boy who'd previously robbed her. This song from the film is performed and co-written by Laura Pausini, a singer who's known in Italy as being a television personality for variety and talent shows, and she co-wrote this song with the legendary Diane Warren. For Pausini, this is her first nomination. For Warren, it is her 12th. Warren has yet to win an Oscar, but since this song won the Golden Globe earlier this year, she could be a favorite. So to recap, the Oscar nominees for Best Original Songs this year are Fight For You from the film Judas and the Black Messiah, music by DeMille and H.E.R., lyric by H.E.R. and T.R. Thomas, Speak Now from One Night in Miami, music and lyric by Sam Ashworth and Leslie Odom Jr., Hear My Voice from the Trial of the Chicago Seven, music by Daniel Pemberton, lyric by Pemberton and Celeste, 
Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Music and lyric by Erika Göransson, Fat Max Gsus, and Savan Koteka. As we're about to hear, the Golden Globe winner. So with the Oscar-nominated song from La Vita Davanti a Se, this will be the Italian version of the theme, EOC. Quando tu finisci le parole, sto qui, sto qui. Forse a te ne servono due sole, sto qui, sto qui. Quando impari a sopravvivere e accetti l'impossibile, nessuno ci crede, io sì. Io sì, 
Nessuno ci crede, ma io sì.
Lala Hathaway and Robert Glasper with the song Show Me Your Soul from the 2018 documentary Mr. Soul, directed by Melissa Heislip. It covers the story of the 1960s and 1970s PBS series Soul, associated with black music hosted by her uncle Ellis Hazlip through WNDT in New York and then the PBS predecessor NET. And I've caught episodes of Soul online before, and wow. It was a groundbreaking variety show focusing purely for black audiences. Acts like Patti LaBelle, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind & Fire, Al Green, The Delphonics, Cool & The Gang, and so much more appeared over five years. And Mr. Soul premiered at the 2018 Tribeca Film Festival in New York. It was made available to limited theaters and streaming last August, and then PBS allowed its television debut back in February. Robert Glasper is a pianist, record producer, songwriter, and musical arranger. His most recent album is a 2020 collaboration called Dinner Party with Terrace Martin, Kamasi Washington, and Ninth Wonder. As for Lala Hathaway, she's a five-time Grammy Award-winning singer since 1990. Her most recent album was 2017's Honestly, though she has a 2019 best-of compilation called It's Something, The Virgin Years. Show Me Your Soul made the Oscar song shortlist but it didn't make the final five. Behind me, this is John Batiste, and from his new album, We Are, this is Movement 11. Batiste is the band leader for Stephen Colbert's talk show, and it features his band Stay Human as well. And We Are is Batiste's eighth studio album, and he made it over six days in a dressing room, and it ties to themes associated with COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement. And Batiste himself is up for his first Oscar this year, tied to the film Soul. But before we get into soul, let's hear one more song off of We Are. Here's John Batiste with Tell the Truth. Big City. 
John Batiste with the Q Apex Wedge from his part of the score to the recent Pixar animated film Soul, which we profiled in the past in Exploding Head Movies episode 539 from January this year, which I have told you far too often this Oscar season. In the background, also from Soul, this is his cover of Duke Pearson's jazz classic Cristo Redentor. Soul was directed by Pete Docker and Kemp Powers, starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Beloved music and teacher in New York, hoping for his big jazz break, and he runs into an accident, which then separates his body from his soul, as the soul somehow winds up in a place known as the Great Before, where souls prepare to enter the bodies of people. John Batiste was responsible for the earthbound elements of the soundtrack, and as I mentioned last time, it aims for an accessible jazz entry point for new listeners, and then with the band that Jamie Foxx plays with, actors like Angela Bassett appears, Questlove from The Roots, and then Esther Che, as they portray the band that he wants to join, and he thinks is the main motivation in his life. But as he discovers, there's a little bit more to that. Let's hear some more from John Batiste's part of his Oscar-nominated score to Soul, and we begin with Looking at Life. Thank you. 
from his half of the Oscar-nominated score to Soul. We heard John Batiste there with Looking at Life, then Throot of the Vine, and then the epic conversationalist, Born to Play. And behind me is the one cue that sounds like where John Batiste passed things off to Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. For their great before non-Earth-based score, this track is Pursuit and Terry's World. In contrast to their other Oscar-nominated score this year, Mank, which we heard last week, Trent Reznor and Agnes Ross stick with their electronic elements, but more of their ambient pop sound with minimal industrial vein. And Reznor has joked that he's finally made a film score for something that his kids could finally watch. Though since he and Ross were incorporated early in the film process for Soul, turns out they had written over about six films worth of music as uh, they worked with existing stories and then characters who would disappear and a long bit would turn into a quick joke. They opted to trust the process as the strategy of openness and collaboration allowed them with a bit of a different approach to film score. And that's according to an interview with the website Consequence of Sound. This marks Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's third Oscar nomination. They won back in 2011 for The Social Network. And yes, they're competing against themselves for Mank, which has not been done for a few years when Alexander Desplat was in that situation. So for Nine Inch Nails fans, the hearkening of their more ambient works makes this music a bit uncharacteristically soothing. And from their portion of the Oscar-nominated score to Soul, we begin with The Great Beyond.
From their half of the Oscar-nominated score to Soul, we heard Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross with The Great Beyond. Then a repeat of a theme that I shared the last time we did this. That's Terry Time 2. Then we heard Escape Inside 22. Soul is up for three Oscars this year, so along with Best Original Score, it's up for Best Animated Feature and Best Sound. And John Batiste, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross have already won a Golden Globe for the score to Soul, and that film also won Best Animated Feature. John Batiste, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross have won multiple awards this year already, and their music to Soul has been deemed the clear favorite to take home the Oscar this year. But as we've heard over the past several weeks... This year has had a lot of strong candidates, so Sunday is going to be a bit of a surprise about who takes home the award. That's it for Exploding Hit Movies for this week. Coming up at 9 is an encore presentation of The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and he will guide you until midnight, sustained to the CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. So yes, next Sunday, the 93rd Academy Awards will be handed out. So next Monday, it'll be our annual Oscar winner episode, and we'll play the winners involved to song and score, as we've heard over the past few weeks. And I hope I can mash together something tied to either the winning film or then something utterly neglected. But my turnaround time to make next week's episode is gonna be short. So hang in there as pre-recording may mean some anticipation and a little chaos. Again, the Oscar nominees for Best Original Score this year are Emil Masseri for Minari, Terrence Blanchard for The Five Bloods, James Newton Howard for News of the World, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank, and as we heard this week, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste for Soul. In the background, this is Chris Patasol, and this track is Aries, and this is off his Zodiac album, covering the music of the pianist, composer, and arranger Mary Lou Williams, known for her own pieces, plus writing for Duke Ellington and Benny Goodman, and then being friends and a mentor for folks like Thelonious Monk, Charlie Parker, Miles Davis, and Dizzy Gillespie, just to name but a few. Chris Pettisall is on the piano here, and he's joined by Riley Mulharker on trumpet, Ruben Fox on saxophone, Marty Jaff on bass, Jameson Ross on drums, and the Rafik Bashia on sound design and programming. And we're going to close with one more jazz song here that we can associate with the late actress Jessica Walter. She made her film debut in the 1971 film play Misty for Me, which was also director Clint Eastwood's film debut, at least as a director. It's a story about a radio DJ and a fan who stalks him, and she's always asking for Misty to be played. The one that we associate mostly is the Johnny Mathis bit here, but we're going to go with a Sarah Vaughn version off her 1959 album Vaughn and Violins. She provides the vocals here, Zoot Sims is on sax, Ronell Bright's on piano, Richard Davis is on double bass, Kenny Clark's on drums, and doing the raging and conducting here of the orchestra, it's Quincy Jones. Here's Zara Vaughn with Misty. You have been listening to Exploding Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe during this pandemic. And if you're up for an Oscar this year, Good luck.
Too much in love. 